everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today we are going to be talking all about water quality and how hidden toxins in your water can impact your health. So obviously water is a fundamental human need. The average human being uses about 20 to 50 liters of water per day for drinking, cooking, and bathing and hygiene. Now, when we're talking about the topic of clean water, most people are aware of the water crisis in third world countries where there is very limited access to clean, safe water, and many people are dying because of it. And so when you think clean water, that might be the topic that comes to mind. And while this is an incredibly important conversation that we are going to touch on again at the end of this episode, that's actually not what I want to talk about today. So for the rest of us who don't live in developing countries, many of us don't think twice about the quality of our water because we just assume it's safe. Most of those waterborne diseases that kill people in third world countries aren't found in developed countries because of the more sophisticated water systems that filter and chlorinate our water to eliminate all of those disease carrying organisms, which sounds like a great thing. You know, we're not at risk of, of dying because there are is deadly bacteria in our water. But just because our water isn't killing us with dangerous diseases doesn't mean that it's not still impacting our health in, in many ways, in very, very significant ways. The problem that many Americans are facing is not to do with bacteria, but with dangerous toxins and deadly chemicals in our water. Tap water and even some sources of spring water can often include toxins like chlorine, fluoride, hormones, pesticides, and even trace amounts of prescription drugs. Yep, you heard that right. Drugs in the water, which we'll get to that in a minute. So starting just at the top of that list and and looking at, you know, what are these different um, chemicals that are in our water? Why are they harmful or potentially deadly to us as human beings? Why are they there in the first place? And then we'll get into what can we do about it. So top of the list, as I mentioned, is chlorine. And while chlorine does kill that harmful bacteria that we talked about, it can also harm our bodies and our digestive systems in particular. Chlorine is a reactive chemical that bonds with water, including the water in your gut, to produce a poisonous byproduct. And long-term effects can include things like memory loss and impaired balance, among many other symptoms. So Again, that chlorine is necessary, but it's also necessary that the chlorine gets filtered out before we actually drink the water. Next on the list is fluoride. Adding fluoride to drinking water is a process that began back in the 1940s to help reduce tooth decay. And when you hear fluoride, you might think, oh yeah, that's a good thing, it's in my toothpaste. So there can't be anything wrong with that. you know, there many Americans back in the 40s uh, were consuming very mineral deficient, nutrient depleted diets. And so to prevent that and reduce tooth, tooth decay, um, fluoride was thought to be a helpful solution. And it does sound like a noble cause, but fluoride is actually a neurotoxin and an endocrine disruptor, meaning that it is toxic to your brain and nervous system and can disrupt the natural balance of your hormones when consumed in excess. Um, It can harm the thyroid gland and calcify the pineal gland. And while studies have shown that it absolutely can be safe in use um, in toothpaste directly on the teeth, 
drinking higher quantities of it can be quite harmful. So there's obviously a difference between just brushing your teeth with a small amount of fluoride to keep them healthy versus drinking fluoride on a daily basis and many liters of it in, in some cases. Um, lead is another, another main toxin that can cause problems in water and you may be familiar with it as the main toxin causing problems with the water supply in Flint, Michigan, but it also causes problems in other parts of the US. Corroded pipes are releasing up to 10 times the allowable amount of lead into the water in many places and lead is toxic to almost every organ in our body. Mercury is another heavy metal that is often found in many water supplies. Um, mercury is also an endocrine disruptor and throws off the natural detoxification process of your body. So again, it's not something we want to be consuming every day. And then getting into some of those other things on the list that I mentioned, the hormones, pesticides, antibiotics, and prescription meds that are found in our water from human and animal waste. Tap water is filled with these unwanted toxins um, that you know, include endocrine disrupting hormones, mood altering medications, antibiotics, and other pharmaceutical drugs which get flushed down the toilet through human waste and then reintroduced into the water supply. These things are not filtered out in your average filtration system. Um, the, the particles are much smaller than filtration systems are, are designed to catch. Um, and so just how we talk about avoiding these in your meat and food consumption, you have to avoid them in your drinking water too. If you have been following me for a while or you're just somebody who generally educates yourself on holistic wellness and, and how to care for your body, um, you know that if you are somebody who eats meat or animal products, I talk about the importance of making sure you're getting hormone-free, antibiotic-free, um, pasture-raised, uh, meats and uh, whether it's you know chicken or beef or eggs or dairy getting those grass-fed antibiotic free hormone free products is the way to go because what the animals consume you consume um, and if you're going to take the time to avoid those things in your diet it would make sense it would track that you should also avoid them in your drinking water too anytime we're, we're talking about something that you are consuming consistently on a daily basis is definitely something to take a look at. Um, and there are studies both in the United States and Europe that show that uh, the water supply is to be positive in pharmaceutical drugs, including ACE inhibitors, antidepressants, antibiotics, beta blockers, painkillers, and tranquilizers. Um, and as far as hormones go, the top three that are typically found in water studies are estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And again, all of those things, you know, in, in small quantities in one glass of water is so minor that, yeah, it's probably not going to impact you. But over many glasses and many liters and many gallons of water over many years of your life, it, that, that really adds up to a potentially fatal toxin exposure over time. Um, some of these studies actually showed that certain um, groups of freshwater fish in, in both the U.S. and Europe were found to have um, significant amounts of antidepressants in their system, which is crazy if you think about it, that that's how much, first of all, that, that our society is that medicated, and I'm not saying that that's a bad 
thing in many instances, medication is definitely helpful and necessary, um, but that, that made, much of it makes it into our water supply is just wild. And then we're drinking that on a daily basis. So I don't say all of this to scare you. I mean, maybe a little bit to scare you because I just think it's absolutely insane that we're not taught and properly educated about the things that are going into our bodies on a daily basis and the potentially harmful negative effects and consequences of those things. Um, but that is the sad reality of it. Um, so I share these things with you again, not to terrify you, but more to empower you to learn to advocate for your own health. Because in, in many instances and parts of the world in particular, there's not as much agency when it comes to the choice of, of what to put in your body or not. Um, but if you live in the West, in a developed country, you have the, the fortune of being able to have a little bit of agency um, around what you do or don't put in your body. And sometimes it's just a matter of, of education, of learning why it's important to favor certain sources over others. So when we're talking about water in particular, what do you do to make sure your water is both free from pathogens and also disease-causing toxins and chemicals? So, you know, many people think that boiling water is helpful um, to, to get rid of those toxins. Boiling water kills basically just the harmful organisms, the bacteria that we talked about, and not toxic chemicals. So while that could be a great option if you're like out camping or something like that, um, it's not a sustainable option for all of your water intake on a daily basis. Then we get into talking about bottled water. Bottled water isn't always highest quality either, unfortunately. Um, a lot of bottled water companies are actually not using great filtration systems. They don't catch a lot of the things that we've talked about. So those toxins and chemicals and endocrine disruptors, st disruptors still end up in your bottled water supply as well. And a lot of studies have showed that they contain microplastics from being bottled in, in plastic, which as we know is also not great for the environment as well as the health of our bodies. So again, not a sustainable option. You could drink really high quality pure spring water. That is a great option if you have access, but obviously not everybody has access to really high quality pure spring water. If you do, if you live in a part of the country or the world that you have access to that, Awesome, more power to you, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure that water tastes amazing. Um, but for the rest of us, what is a more feasible option? Uh, the answer is using a home filtration system. And I'm not talking about one of those um, just like plastic filters that you screw onto your sink faucet, and I'm also not talking about the plastic pitcher systems like a Brita or whatever. Again, the way those are designed, they actually don't filter out most of the, the toxins that, that we've talked about today. Um, so you're not really getting your money's worth there. Again, it's a step up from just drinking plain tap water, but barely. I personally use a Berkey water filter. It's uh, in the class of, of more much more sophisticated, advanced water filters. And in my personal research and experience, it's the best one I've found out there. Um, again, this is not sponsored. This is just my personal opinion and experience. I love this Berkey filter because it uses gravity rather than electricity to filter. 
um, through. The mechanism is so fine that it filters out 99.9% .9 of all those pathogens and toxins that we talked about. Um, so it's super effective for, you know, drinking water, cooking water, all of that. I use mine. I've been using mine for over a year now, and I really, really enjoy it. And I love the taste of of the filtered water that comes out of it as well. Um, so again, not sponsored by them. I just love their product, love what they've created. Um, you can find uh, a link to check them out under the suggested or recommended product section of my website shop, um, which I've linked here if you want to learn more about that. Um, while we're talking about Water filters, I think it's also important to touch on shower filters as well. Um, again, it's a little bit less important than the water you're drinking on a daily basis, but still up there in terms of exposure. If you think about how many showers you take um, over time, it, you know, at least one a day for most people, that's a lot of water that's um, being absorbed into your skin and hair. And I know a lot of people actually notice that as the quality of their water changes, the quality of their skin and hair health changes. Um, so for me personally, living in an old apartment building in a big city, um, I wanted to get a water filter just to, to protect the health of my hair and, and skin, um, but also again, to reduce any potential exposure to those, those chemicals and toxins. Um, so I have one that helps to remineralize and balance the pH level of the water in my shower, and I really enjoy that. There's a bunch out there um, on the market that, that you can look up. Um, and a lot of them have cool like spa features as well. So that's worth touching on. Um, but ultimately, you know, the message I want to convey here is that water should help your body to detoxify, not add more toxins to it. Our bodies are made up of more than two thirds water and water is actually the thing that helps our bodies run most effectively and efficiently to help them detoxify as they're meant to from the toxins that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis just by living in modern society. Um, so our water, sh water supply should support that and not hinder it um, and not harm our health. And I just, I think that's something that everybody deserves to know, um, especially when, you know, we might live in a place where you just, you just assume that the water that your local or state governments are giving you access to is good for you when that's not necessarily the case. And really, you know, as I always advocate for, living a healthy lifestyle isn't just about the foods that you eat. It is about everything that you put in your body. And unfortunately, you have to become an advocate for your own health and learn about the quality of everything that you eat, drink, and consume in today's society. And that may be <laughs> frustrating and feel tedious and annoying at first, especially if it's not necessarily your area of interest or expertise. but I promise you it will make a difference in the long run for your health, your longevity, and your quality of life, and just how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's it's definitely worth looking into. Now, you know, going back to what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, if you are listening to this podcast, you more than likely have plenty of access to safe water or at least the ability to properly filter your water in the ways that we've talked about in this episode. There are over 2 billion people in the world who cannot say the same. 
Lack of access to safe water makes a huge impact on the health, education, and economies of developing countries. And, you know, like we talked about in the beginning, lack of access to safe, clean water is quite literally killing the men, women, and children in these developing countries. And it's, it's a massive, massive problem that fortunately there are quite a few organizations out there that are, are working to combat at the moment. So I just wanted to share, if you are interested in supporting clean water initiatives, I wanted to share a few of the nonprofits and organizations that I recommend looking into um, to, to see how you can help out. The first is called Surge. You can visit them at surgeforwater.org. Um, they've helped to build water access, sanitation, and hygiene infrastructure in developing countries. Um, the next is Charity Water, which you can find at charitywater.org. They fund sustainable clean water projects around the world. And then finally, The Water Project, which you can find at thewaterproject.org. They address the clean water, cri uh, the water crisis in sub-Saharan Africa. So I'll link all of those in the show notes below so you guys can check them out. Um, if you feel called to not only start to learn more and take charge of the quality of the, own, of, of the water that you're consuming in your own life, but also helping to give other people out there who have fewer resources and less access um, a better chance to have clean quality water as well, then I, I definitely recommend looking into some of those organizations. Moral of the story is that I really hope that you guys enjoy your clean water and staying hydrated and finding lots of ways to continue to hydrate your body. Add some fruits or vegetables for added flavor and benefits. I love adding like cucumber and berries and mint and lemon to my water. And we'll get into more of that in a future episode specifically on how to properly hydrate your body and um, some more about why that's important and, and what you can do to make that happen a little bit easier, but I hope that this episode was informative for you and not <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Um, I hope you learned something from it and, and that you have a, a takeaway and you'll just overall be a little bit more proactive about what you're putting, putting in your body on a daily basis. And if you know of anybody who you think might benefit from hearing some of this information as well, as always, I recommend you share this episode with them and I appreciate any ratings or reviews you can leave. Um, and make sure you've subscribed for updates. Follow me on Instagram at Megan Share for more holistic health tips and habits. And as always, until next time, I hope you have a happy and healthy day. Mm -hmm.